Hey everyone, welcome to the Torque Message of the Week. We know you will be uplifted and equipped to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus through what is spoken. Please enjoy this message from Dr. Robin Cassis. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit torque.org. Now for the message. Spirits. He actually called it finisher, right? Author and finisher. The need for prophecy. Let's reach our hands forward. Lord, I thank you for Pastor Tony. Dr. Tony Cassis. Master Pastor, Dr. Tony Cassis. Dr. Master Pastor. That's a, that's a mouthful. Dr. Tony Cassis, who, Lord, is so worth all of what you're blessing him with. We just ask right now that as he, as he teaches, Lord, it would reach our hearts, it would find good soil, open our ears to hear, our hearts to receive, and our mind, Lord, to reason and understand. We thank you that your words are now his words, and I say it every week, Lord, let it find the root and produce the fruit that you've called it to bear in this season. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Nate. That was wonderful. Let's go to Hebrews 12, and we're going to just read some of the scripture. And most of you are familiar with this um, portion. So Nate was talking about um, the need for the prophetic. It's actually the need for revelation. Okay? When, when we use the term prophetic, what we're really meaning is anything that the Holy Spirit reveals to us pertaining to the will of God or what He uh, purposes to do in and through our lives, that's called prophetic. It has to be birthed in the Holy Spirit. And this is the key. If it's not birthed in the Holy Spirit, then it's birthed somewhere else. And if it's birthed somewhere else, it's usually the flesh, the world, or the devil. And so even though revelation includes a prophetic word from a prophet or other fivefold ministers, revelation comes in other ways as well. And this is why we always encourage our, our members to um, take, take the courses in the SOAP school to ensure that you have a foundation regarding how to discern the Holy Spirit's revelation as opposed to the revelations of other things in your heart and mind. We're not ignorant to think that everything that we get in desire or in thought or in feelings is God. Often when we are, what's the word, um, distracted by certain feelings or desires, it's, it's, it's a task for the Holy Spirit to get His will through. And this is why it's good to bounce what you get as an idea or a desire or even as a revelation from God to others, especially leaders who can help you to confirm that your relationship and your revelation are on par with what God is doing. So things like unforgiveness and bitterness and lust play a significant part in how you discern the voice of God. 
That's why Jesus repeatedly said, when you pray, forgive. So that you don't get clogged up. See? Unforgiveness can really clog up a revelation. Hallelujah. And this is why many so-called prophets out there in, in the world are prophesying out of their emotions and usually those emotions are out of a deep hurt with the church and they stand up in the church and they condemn it to death. And many of them, you know, follow the, um, the, the protocols of Old Testament prophets, which was usually a different dynamic to, say, a New Testament prophet. See, the spirit of a New Testament prophet has been through the cross. Wow. Do, do you get that? The, the Lord Jesus Christ is the one who prophesies through the New Testament prophet and he went all the way to the cross to die for that sinner that you want to condemn. Now, when we're ministering to members of the body of Christ, how much more does God want that soul to receive direction, correction, encouragement and hope in their lives? But look, that's, that's more for people who are called to prophetic ministry. You know, you can... You can Sign up to the prophetic courses in the SOAP school if you want to learn more. The key for tonight's word is this. If its beginning is not in God, then God will not back it. If its inception, if its conception is not in God, then God has no obligation to bless it. Now listen, Abraham said to the Lord, remember Abraham and Sarah had this great idea. Let's, let's um, use my maid as a surrogate. Maybe God wants to produce offspring through her. And so once Ishmael was given birth and then he grew, a few years later, um, Abraham said to the Lord, Oh, that you would bless Ishmael. And the Lord said, no. The Lord didn't fool around with Abraham. He said, no, I'm going to bless Sarah's seed, a son from your body through your legitimate wife. Do, do you get that? But the Lord said, look, I will, I will bless him, but I will not give the inheritance to him. It goes to Isaac. Who will come from Sarah? And so that tells us a lot. God tolerates a lot of what is said in his name that was given birth to by a Hagar. Did you get that? It was, some, it was a good idea, but it wasn't conceived in God. And, and because of God's relationship with Abraham, he gave... Ishmael 12 tribes just like he did Jacob because Ishmael did come from Abraham's body but it was remember Paul makes the analogy in in Galatians there's two two women two cities and two covenants there's Sinai and Zion there's Hagar and then there's Sarah the new Jerusalem and the old Jerusalem they all were given by birth by either flesh or by the spirit and so here in Hebrews 12, um, verse 2, 
looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. The author and the finisher of our faith. In other words, Jesus starts your faith and Jesus finishes your faith. It's Jesus' Spirit in you that gave you the ability to repent of your sins and believe Him as Messiah. Jesus said, no one can come to me unless the Father draws him, right? So the work of salvation is by faith through God's grace. But every other work in your life from the time you were saved to the time your body is redeemed is by grace through faith. Everything. The same way God saved us, He wants to work through us. And it starts by God making the first move. Do you think it was your idea to believe on Jesus? He planted a seed of faith in you. Faith in Jesus. And all you did was you responded. Yeah, I do need to repent. Yes, I am a sinner. Yes, I want a relationship with Jesus. So he started that and... The beauty about faith is, because Nate mentioned it, when Jesus said, hop in the boat, we're going to the other side. Whose idea was it to get to the other side? It wasn't the disciples' idea. That's why he rebuked them. Well, I always think the Lord was harsh because they're going across the lake, a storm brews up and these fishermen who've been Really, they've had a lot of experience on this lake. They should know it like the back of their hands. They're absolutely terrified because the, the source of the storm is not natural. It's supernatural. And they know there's something going on and they begin to panic. So they wake up Jesus and one of them says, don't you care? Woo. You don't want to accuse God of not caring. And I thought the Lord would have went, look, just calm down. It's going to be okay. Nope. Where's your faith? And I thought, what does he want them to do? Does he, want, does he expect them to calm the sea? No, he expected them to believe, as Pastor Nate said earlier, when the Lord says, I'll take you to the other side, you're going to make it to the other side. They didn't get that. He could have, I would paraphrase it and, and, and say it like this. You know, when they said, Lord, you know, wake up. We're about to perish. Paraphrasing it. Didn't I tell you to go to the other side? Why don't you believe me? If I tell you to go to the other side, you will get to the other side. The question that we always put before God is what Satan say, says to us. Did God say, I'll get you to the other side? He throws that at you because he wants to confuse you. Because he doesn't want you to trust that voice that told you, go to the other side. But Jesus is the beginning and the end of our faith. And you really grab the key to faith through Hearing the Lord tell you what His intentions are. 
And the reason why I'm sharing this is because in our class on Wednesday night, and I'm a very humble student because I want to learn all I can, um, Nate brought out that God's intention for us is really how the prophetic works. Prophecy is God revealing His good intentions for us before they actually happen. And so we have to believe that God has good intentions for us. See? If you believe God is out to condemn you or to strip you continually and take hope out of your life, then your concept of God needs healing. He's a hard taskmaster. You'll never get anything from God if you believe He's like that. The moment something goes wrong, we tend to, you know, default to thinking, well, God is against me because it's not happening in the way that I thought it should. Now, come on, let's be honest. We go through this and we need to grow out. That's immaturity. Grow out of accusing God when something doesn't go the way you think it should go straight away. It's usually because we want it straight away, but He's trying to manoeuvre you and position you to get a bigger blessing than you originally thought. See, our concept of God is so essential in seeing prophecies come to pass. And that's really the, the main thing about prophecies concerning the future, which you should only receive from reliable prophetic ministry. And I mean prophets or apostles even. So these car park prophets that have no accountability, I would be wary of what they give you as a word from the Lord. Remember, Dr. Robin taught us, and it's very, very important. They may pick up on their radar spiritually what God wants to do, but they can't activate what God wants to do. The Lord said, I watch over the words of my prophets to perform them. He didn't just say that to anyone. He said, I watch over the words of my prophets to perform them. Because he's the one inspiring them to speak that word. You see? And that's why it takes a while uh, for us to understand how the prophetic works. But this is not just to do with prophecy. In the New Testament dynamic, most, not all prophecy from prophets is confirming what God has spoken to your heart most of the time, you see. But there are times when God can't speak to your heart because of certain restrictions that you have placed on God with your relationship that He has to reveal what He wants to the prophetic ministry to speak into your life. And there's two good reasons for that. Number one, you are not to be the only source of revelation in your life. Because if you are and you miss it, you will go down and you will go down hard. Do you, do you get me? See, in the Old Testament, because they didn't have the Holy Spirit witnessing what prophets would say, a prophet was treated with great, great severity if they led the nation astray. It was punishable by death. 
Because what a prophet would say could lead the whole nation away from God. You see, in the New Testament, we have a bit of a safeguard because the Spirit dwells within us. So when prophets speak, we should be able to witness what they're saying if our spirit is in the right place. If there isn't mindsets that continually stop the Lord from speaking to us. But there are times when a prophet will come up to you and give you a word from the Lord that will destroy your flesh and you will think, no, that's not God. And you will fight and you will resist and no matter how hard you try, God won't let it go. In fact, we had an experience, not this dipping night, but the one before, where Pastor and I gave a word. It was, I believe it was an encouraging word, but because it didn't fit into this person's mindset of what they wanted to hear, they rejected it. They rejected it. And I tell you, if, if that person was to come to me again and again and again, I'd say, look, I've got the same word for you. And I've been doing this for years. I, I believe I've heard the Lord because I've done this. He's spoken this way many, many times before through me. Now, that's not because of pride, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to let them stumble. If they, if they don't believe what I'm saying is from God, I say, well, then let it go. But you'll hear it from somebody else eventually. You see? So this is why it's important for us to, you know, engage in what Pastor Nate and Dr. Robin are teaching us. Our emotions can play games with our revelation. You know? And again, I'm going to use an extreme, and please, I don't mean to throw any condemnation or guilt, but the amount of times I've had young men and women say to me, God told me, there's my wife, there's my husband. And I'll go, okay, hang on to that. Because the desire is so strong to get married that it overpowers what would normally be a sound relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because in the back of that, there's loneliness, there's years of trying. Maybe you've had a lot of relationships before. You're afraid you're going to miss out. And God has to overcome all of that resistance to actually try and show you His will. Now, it's not impossible, but you can do it if you're willing to put everything in His hands on the altar. You see? But that's just an extreme example of how desire can mess with your revelation. See, another one is like I said earlier, uh, unforgiveness can mess with your revelation. See, if you have something against a church or against ministers or even against your own brethren, the chances of God using you as a, a, a what's the word, an unbiased vessel are very slim. But back to this dynamic. When you're fellowshipping with the Lord and you're not particularly asking for anything direct, please, when you journal, I make this as a general generality. When I journal with the Lord, I rarely ask Him black or white questions. I don't ask Him a question that's either a yes or a no question. And pastor has taught us this and it's very important. I say things like, Lord, what 
do you want to say to me about this? That's all. Actually, in the mornings when I'm before the Lord, I just say, Lord, is there any word today? That's all I say. And He can lead the conversation from there. He might start talking about my family. He might want to talk about the church. He might want to talk about the United States. He can talk about whatever He wants because I've said, Lord, have you a word for me today? What do you want to talk about today? He might say, I want to talk about the flowers and the forest and my creation. Would you be willing to do that if the Lord said that? But there are occasions when he says to me things that I can pick up that he wants to direct me in, right? But that is because I've developed a relationship with the Lord where I let him lead the conversation. See? You have to grow into that and it takes a lot of training and a lot of persistence. Again, because if you have slept on something the night before that you haven't resolved with the Holy Spirit, you know, as we're taught, you haven't sat in the counsel of God about that issue that's offended you, then the stream will be defiled. The flow will be defiled. Please don't think I'm giving you like rules and regulations. This is just a fact. Jesus said, keep your flow pure. Keep your heart pure. Always remain neutral. Look, as a husband, there are numerous times when you're going before the Lord about your spouse. And nine times out of ten, you're wrong. Mm, not many people agreeing with me there. It's because you're affected personally. You've taken it so personal. A friend has offended you. You've taken it so personal. A minister has offended you. You've taken it so personal. They may not even know that you're offended. But if you sleep on it, and think, oh, well, you know, I'll just put it in the back of my heart and my mind, it's over. No, it's not. Because you carry that offence and it, and it dirties the flow of the Spirit's revelation into your heart. It's essential that we make sure that we, you know, like, like the Apostle says, don't let the sun go down on your anger or your offence. See, so there's so many different dynamics. But I found... Faith works best when I let the Lord start it up. If He gives me a vision for something, I actually say this prayer very simply, Lord, what do you want to deposit in me to believe for? So the work is His. Because if He puts it in you, then He's going to give you the ability to believe for it. Isn't that true? So now the work isn't mine, it's his. So if he wants me to believe for a house, a car, a healing, a relationship, I say, Lord, put in my heart to believe the way you're showing me the end product in my heart. You get it? He shows me some of the ending, but he needs to put in me what I do now as a sign that I believe. 
And you know, Pastor Nate brought this up in the, in the Kingdom of Motion. He told Abraham, you're going to be the father of many nations. 25 years later, actually 24 years later, the Lord changed his name. And then finally Abraham got it. See, Abraham was hoping, 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 but he kept his name as Abram. And it's like the Lord said, look, if you really believe that what I'm promising you is true, then if you're the father of many nations, call yourself Abraham, father of many nations. And that would have been tough for Abraham because he was still waiting on his wife Sarah to give birth to their son Isaac. But every time he introduced himself, he'd have to say, I'm the father of many nations. Oh yeah, how many kids you got? None. None, none legitimately. I'm not calling Ishmael illegitimate, but he wasn't the original plan. Right? Yeah, he would have thought he, they, he was crazy. And that's what people who walk by faith often get accused of being crazy. All right? So, but again, if God has deposited in your heart and then confirmed it by other witnesses, then it's God's work to see that seed become a seedling and then a small tree and then a tree in full bloom and then bearing fruit. Everything God does since the, the first week of creation, He starts with a seed. He starts with a seed. He starts with a revelation. He starts with a word. And then He leads us through faith in stages. And again, I don't want to share it again tonight, but there are five stages of faith. The first stage is getting the revelation, hearing what God wants to do. The second stage is believing that He can do it. A lot of people vacillate on stage two. Because usually when God tells you what he wants to do, wants to do in your life, it's, in, it's an impossibility. Right. I've got no money. I've got no resource. I'm not educated. How do I do it? Well, the point is you don't do it. And so right there between stages one and two, 90% of Christianity falls by the wayside. Remember the parable of the sower? If you get past stage two where you believe that God can do what He's saying He wants to do, His good intention. If you don't believe His intentions are good, then you can't receive it. Yeah? So stage three is speaking it. If you believe it enough, you will speak it. Now think about the prophecies you've received. How many of us are speaking it? How many of us 
are letting praise overflow. That's what the whole worship was about today. The Lord said, when will you believe? Well, how do you show the Lord that you believe? Well, you can start by thanking him for it. Jesus said, when you stand praying, believe and you will receive. And another, in another gospel, he says, when you stand praying, right, believe like you've received it. Speak like you've already received it. Now, to, your mind's going to tell you you're crazy. But this is not a mental thing. This is something birthed in the Spirit. And so when I say prophecy is really essential, revelation is essential because if you're doing something that God hasn't revealed to you that He wants to do, then something else is operating and it's not the prophetic. Do you get it? You don't want to get to heaven and, 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 and say to the Lord, look at all this stuff that you did through me. And he's going to say, look, I'm really sorry, son, but uh, daughter, the, most of this stuff was not from me. It was from you. And you think you're going to get a big payout, gold and silver, and he gives you a few coins of copper. You don't want that. You want him to be the author and the finisher of what he his good intentions for us are. And that's the only way you'll escape it. Many will say to, them, to me on that day, this is the words of the Lord Jesus, didn't I prophesy? Didn't I heal the sick? Didn't I cast out devils in your name? And unfortunately, he's going to say, look, I don't even know you. you. You did all this stuff, but I didn't ask you to. I want to start closing with this sort of example that I... It was, it was our son, Brooke, who actually told me this. He used to work for a printing company. And his boss was a, a British Australian. He was an Australian citizen from Britain, from the UK. I think he was English. And this man had built this printing business that was doing really, really well. Really well. I mean, it was turning over millions of dollars a year. And his son visited from England because the dad had to go back to England and do some business there. And uh, while the father was away, his son decided he was going to refurbish the entire printing building without his father's knowledge. And his son's intention was, I'll get it painted, I'll, I'll move things around, I'll make it look like it, it should look. Well, to his father's horror... When his father returned, you know, it was like, a, he said, Dad, I want to surprise you. And he takes him to the workshop, you know, and they've, they're throwing this big party and he opens up the workshop and it's an entirely different workplace to what it was when he left. And the father had to hold back his anger because he knew it wasn't going to work. And Why? His son's intentions were great. But his son assumed he knew better than his father did. See what I mean? Again, his intentions were good. 
but the son hadn't been working in the printing game long enough to know what really works. See? And, and, and really, I'll, I'll say this. The son was not really passionate about printing. He had a lot of good ideas, but they were really for himself to make him feel like he was important. So that's very much a lot of what Christians get caught up in. You know, this ministry will make me really do things for God when what they're really saying is, I have this inadequacy and I want to be used. And this is the way God's going to use me. See? You get a lot of that, especially in Western churches where, you know, everybody has to have a major ministry to get some kind of identity and significance. So we don't want to front up on that day and... And the Lord say, look, uh, you know, 80% of what you've done is you, not me. Remember, whoever does the will of my father is my sister, my brother, and my mother. He left father out because you only have one father. See, whoever does the will of God, thy will be done. In the garden, not my will, but your will, Father. See what I'm saying? So this is the key. If we allow the revelation personally and by prophets to be the ignition of that work and then the Holy Spirit guiding us through, then we're on track to glorify God through the vision. Now, does that mean you sit back and do nothing? I'm not saying that. This is not an all-God dynamic. God starts it and then you follow the first step. Then He shows you more and then you follow that step. It's a walk, right? It's a walk. It's a relational walk. He's not going to show us everything in one hit. Here's the prophecy, son. I'll see you in five years. No. Step by step, line upon line. And the prophecy unfolds and you will glorify God. That's the whole purpose. I keep saying this. The reason why he lets it be unveiled gradually is for you to keep going, wow, wow. I never knew that. I never knew you could do this through me. The wow factor is very important because the more we understand how wonderful and good our God is, the more his spirit will do the miracles in our lives. Amen? So this is why when Nate mentioned it on Wednesday about his, his intentions for us, right, is really the heart of the prophetic. This, that is so true, right? But anything that we do that hasn't been rooted or planted by a revelation from God, we should take those things back to God and say, well, Lord, is this you? Because if it isn't you, I want to drop it. It's a waste of my time and yours. Now, he might say, shelve it for now. Or he might say, drop it. Or he might say, yes, it is from me. Because remember, there's another scripture that's very important. It is God who works in you both to, de to desire and to do. But that word desire... Be careful. It's not any desire. 
It's the desire through continual fellowship with God that he begins to put into your heart. There are people out there who don't have Christ in their hearts who are desiring many things. They are not God's desire. And there are people both out there and in here who have many desires that some are God and some that are not God. And I want to close with James's exhortation. You have not because you ask not. And when you do ask, you ask amiss because you're asking for something that you want to consume by your own lusts. In other words, it's all about you. And so God is not in the business of making it all about you or me. He's making it about Jesus, right? So another one I want to throw on you, delight yourself in the Lord and he will grant you the desires of your heart. Why? Because when you're delighting in the Lord, you have enough intimacy time for him to put his seed of desire in your heart. Now, I know this is for the mature. I'm not being crude or rude. But a lot of us aren't getting into bed with the Holy Spirit long enough for him to deposit his faith seed in us. You've got to be mature to receive that. I'm not being crude or rude, but remember, sex is something God created. There's a spiritual dynamic to it. You've got to be close enough to him and long enough with him for him to speak his will in your heart. And your heart is the womb of God's Word. Is your heart a good womb? Is it a wayside womb? Is it a rocky womb? Is it a thorn-infested womb? Or heart? It's really a heart. Or is it a heart of good soil? And then when conception happens with the Word, are you going to protect that Word? Are you going to fight over that Word? Or are you going to let the devil abort that Word? See, there's so many analogies and metaphoric symbolism when we're talking about the Word of God. And I'll tell you straight, when Jesus said, the seed is the Word, the word for seed there is sperma in Greek. It's the Greek word for seed. Where we get the word sperm is the Greek word sperma. So when God speaks, he's putting sperma in your heart. There's life in it. And guess what? There's a direction in it. But even in the natural, it's the same in the the spiritual. Out of a man's seed, there's millions of seed that gets deposited into the wife's womb. Only one connects, the one that's done in faith. Are you mature enough to receive it? I'm telling you. Only that sperma that hits a womb full of thanks and faith leads to the fruition of that word. 
Just leave it, leave it at that because that's quite enough for you to digest. All right? But don't be afraid of that. God created this dynamic and he did it for a reason. When he plants his seed in our hearts, our hearts have to be prepared to receive it, nurture it, incubate it, let it grow until bam, you wake up one morning and the prophecy is fulfilled. And guess what? That day, you don't need faith anymore. Go back to God for another thing. Hallelujah. So Father, we want to thank you in advance for all of the good words that you're speaking into our hearts through the prophets and through the revelations you give to us personally. We want to be a part of that body of Christ that relies on each other and on your spirit. We don't want to be independent operators. We want to be interdependent on each other, but especially dependent on you, Holy Spirit. We just ask for, by your grace, a heart that will receive your word and allow you to begin the faith process and that the prophecies you've already spoken, we would take up again and reignite the faith that you, re you put in our hearts to believe for those words to surely come to pass. In Jesus' name. Can you say amen? amen. Over to you, Nate. Powerful word. Thanks, Pastor. I'm really excited to um, dive into more about clear intention in the course because it's such a needed thing in the, in the church and we... Um, we don't really understand why God intends. Um, Pastor said something here, and uh, I just want to quickly quote uh, what the Lord said to me and from what I'm understanding to do with the mental facets. I said to the Lord, um, why do we always... Let me bring it up on my notes. Um, why do we not want to believe? When he, was, when he was singing that through me tonight, my spirit was listening and going, okay, Lord, I hear you saying, when will you believe? But why don't you believe? He said this to me. He said, the essence of why you don't believe is because belief means responsibility and removes blame. This is why we don't believe. Because the moment you believe, you have no reason to blame God anymore. Let it land. Belief means that your heart is fully persuaded. You can't go back and say, well, you said, well, you said, because he'll say, yeah, but you believed. So I think we need to finish with that because a lot of us are saying, yeah, you know, I want to believe, I want to believe, but let's go deeper. Let's get to the why we don't believe. Because you and me, we don't want to take responsibility. We want to have someone to blame. We want to blame God for when it doesn't happen the way we thought it would happen. That's why we don't give him our full heart. That's why we sing those songs tonight, All My Heart. Strategically, I picked those songs because I knew the Lord was going to talk about intention. Because if you want to believe his intention, it means you can't blame him.
Let that land. God bless you. Have a great night. Okay? We're going to talk more about it in the course. But now we are going to see the fruition of something we have believed as a family and as a... Wow, a family of academia. Come on, hallelujah. This is awesome. So um, can we get the children in? Because I know Karen and Levi would want to see this. I'm going to ask you to pick, pick them up. No, don't you touch them. Pa can you pa um, pass them to me, Josh? Thank you so much. Yeah. They're heavy, but praise God. Uh, let's not put them on there because that will scratch the... Um, now, we have three degrees because um, Pastor has already been awarded his bachelor's and he was working to complete his, um, finish off his master's degree. But praise God, uh, Dr. Verkler said that you, you have done so much, you already have enough credits, we need to give you a doctorate. So um, you usually don't give a bachelor and a master and a doctor at the same time. But that's what happened with Pastor Robin. And um, Pastor Tony, for a while, you've studied with Dr. Bill Hammond in Christian Vision University, right? Kevin Connor. So you've already basically had your bachelor's, but you were working towards your master's, but you never actually had it fully solidified in a certificate. Awesome. Well, on behalf of Times of Refreshing Christian Centre, the School of Apostles and Prophets both in Sydney, Australia, here in New York City and Soap Online Campus and Christian Leadership University, Dr. Mark Verkler, we would like to present Pastor Tony Cassis with his official Bachelor of Ministry degree. Sorry, Bachelor of Theology, my bad. Finally, it's in the pocket. Spoke it out, spoke it out enough, and it's come to pass. Hallelujah. Not only has he got a bachelor, but he was working towards his master's and he has completed his master's. So we would like to present him with his master's of theology from the Christian Leadership University. Your master pastor. This was a really hard part as far as study was concerned. If you guys who did the advancing thought that was hard, my God, this was a lot of reading, a lot of research, and a lot of hard questions. And Pastor Robin is a woman of, his, of her word. Pastor Tony sat through the courses back in Jazz Gallery, but never really did the journals and the work. And uh, Pastor said, you're not getting it until you sit through abiding. So for the last 12 weeks, he's been sitting through abiding at home doing all the courses, doing all the journals, making sure that what we ask of you was asked of him. So, amen. And finally, we would like to present you your Doctor of Theology. Congratulations. It says here, I'll just read it out. 
says, Christian Leadership University, to the praise and glory of God, be it known that Tony Peter Cassis has satisfactorily completed the requirements of the approved program of study and having evidence Christian maturity and proficient scholarship is awarded the executive board and faculty the degree of Doctor of Theology given from Port St. Luce, Florida, this third day of October 2021, together with all the rights and privileges um, appearing thereto in testimony, whereof the seal of the school and the signatures of officials hereto affixed. Hallelujah. So his actual award is actually on the way, being shipped. But we print, they sent him the, the uh, actual email copy. So we wanted to print and make sure that you were all aware and a part of it. So you are now officially Dr. Tony Cassis. Can you hold all three up so we can have a photo? I'll, I'll, I'll hold it in preparation for when I get mine. Hallelujah. We have a three, a, a, a family of three doctors. Wow. Here we go. You can take a picture. Yeah, um, let's have our family come up. Guys, this is a word fulfilled. Take it and believe it for your own lives. Where's Carvis? Come on, Carvis. Cassis Jarvis, come forward. There she is. Yes, I want to say this is a big step towards us becoming accredited with Christian Leadership University and Dr. Mark Verkler, and granting you degrees in the future. Hallelujah. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. There you are. Hallelujah. Congratulations, Pastor Tony, Dr. Tony. We would like to celebrate when I get mine. I, we're going to have an official, like, kind of ceremony and dinner, just to, like we did for Pastor Robin. But we don't want him to miss out. This is a big step, guys, because he's the academic dean of SOAP. And SOAP this year is expanding. God's about to move big on soap. Soap online is about to go international, not global. So it is our pleasure to present those things to you. And you are well, well worth every bit of those degrees. Your life, your experience in the Word of God, such an anointing like we've never experienced in anyone before. You have the ability to take us into the Word and make it like it's our personal life. And so we thank you for your service. Can we just stand and thank the Lord? Come on, that's an amazing thing. Now come forward. 
And Brother Tim's going to come forward. And we're going to prophesy over you. And Pastor's going to sit down because she's struggling with a headache at the moment. So keep her in your prayers. It's been a lot going on. So it's a big, big recoup. But Prophet Dr. Robin, you'll open your mouth and speak. I know you will. If God gives you something. Hallelujah. You can't just bless. It's not in your nature. Yeah. Just pray for Pastor with everything going on. SRA, season casting, dipping night, kingdom emotions. It's been a lot and there's a lot of pressure on her head. So she's fighting a very big headache. So let's just reach our hands and we'll just pray for the head. We just rebuke any headache, migraines, any pressure, Lord. We just ask you to relieve and release the pressure, Lord. And just, Lord, any father, just, uh, Lord, migraine spirit that wants to linger on her head. We break it and we bind it now in Jesus' name. We command her brain and all of that, um, Lord, tension in the brain just to be at peace now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Brother Tim, I'm going to ask you to prophesy and then I'm going to prophesy. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We give you honor and glory and praise for our dad in the spirit. He's our, he's our, I think he's our dad first, apostle of this church. Oh, hi. <laughs> Is this all right? Yeah, that's good. All right. Oh, my gosh. Lord, he's a amazing. He's an amazing dad, an amazing apostle, an amazing husband, amazing granddad. So we just thank you for him, Lord, and uh, we we know that he has um, just with his his yes, yes. to you, Lord, yes. has confounded the haughty of this world, and has brought a gospel message that has cut the hearts of more people than the average mega church pastor has in their whole lifetime. So I thank you for that. That's not to deride anyone, but it's to honor the man of God. So yeah, the Lord would say, my son, indeed, um, I have raised you up to confound those who think that they're wise, those who think that they're accomplished. And it's just begun for you, my son, because now this uh, confidence that I've added to you, uh, because you've received it in the right spirit, because you've received it in a spirit of humility, and, and, and even like David, uh, while you are no longer a boy, you're still going to go right back to tending the sheep because you know that that is the main thing. And now watch how I will raise you up to royalty spiritual royalty and many will recognize you in fact there will be um, I'm even seeing one or two extremely famous men of God within the next five to ten years declaring your name as this is a Bible teacher you must listen to and I thank you Lord for this Lord I bless this man and uh, Lord we thank you that Nothing goes to waste with Pastor Tony. He is the requisite saint of God and man of God and a true model and um, example for all of us. And we thank you for him in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, the Lord continues to say, my son, uh, for such a time as this, I have brought this into your pathway. You didn't want this. And that was your way, the Lord says. It was your way, but it wasn't my way. 
And so the Lord says, I have brought you to this place and I have elevated you. And the Lord says, son, be a man of prayer because that's what I've made you. And the Lord says, prayer over intellect, prayer over logic, prayer over reason, spirit over the mind. And the Lord says, I will teach you, even with this doctorate, how you are going to shape future apostles to be ministers of the spirit as well as the word. And the Lord says that, son, even as you begin to write that book, the Lord says, I'm going to make that book known in the world. The Lord says there's, a, there's an exposition that you're doing on Genesis that the world has yet not re received or released. And the Lord says it comes from your heart and your mouth because your passion for this subject I'm going to use to open the eyes of many to bring them back to the original plan. But the Lord warns and says, spirit first, Spirit first before before um, logic, spirit first before academia. Your, your revelation will be birthed on your knees, says the Lord, in your quiet times with me, in your intimate times with me. So seek me, son, because you say, Lord, every day you've said, Lord, is there a word for me today? Well, the Lord says there's a word every day that I'm going to give you that I want to deposit in your spirit. If you will open your ears, I will speak to you and I will move your heart for bigger things, says the Lord. Amen. Just, just continue to write your book. Yeah. Get it done. It. And um, just the Lord just said to me then that uh, you're going to bring people's hearts back to the Bible. And because uh, many have gone astray and... The Lord wants you to know that that's why he's giving you all this because he wants people to know you have his seal of approval mm. and you will draw people back to the word of God and back to true theology by the spirit of the living God. Last but not least, my job is to kick them into gear and make sure that they're doing all that they're meant to do because that's what I do as their son. So Pastor Tony, you're going to start a blog this year about all your messages on Sunday to get you writing, to exercise that muscle because reason of use is going to pour out books from you. So look forward to it on talk.org. I just sprung that on him, but God bless. Amen, Father, we seal this by your power of your blood and your spirit. We thank you so much. For Dr. Tony Cassis, the father apostle of this house, in the name of Jesus. Mum wanted me to share, like, I've got that um, commentary on Genesis in the, in the works. But I believe the Lord's put on my heart for my second book as well, Get to Church. I'm going to call it Get to Church. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write really um, sort of in detail about Christians who don't believe they they need to be in a church and be a part of a church. So I've already got the title called Get to Church. And it's funny because we've, we've said that statement to about three people this last week or so. And I felt from the Spirit, he said, you're going to write about that. So you can start with little blogs. Cool. All right. God bless you, everybody. Yeah, you guys, yeah, can, you guys can have photos. Let me do the benediction and then you can come up and have a photo with Pastor Tony. May the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you, bring us back together again. Let him reveal to you this week his clear intention for your life. 
And like we sang prophetically, may your attention be drawn to his intention. In Jesus' name, amen. Online, we love you. God bless. Don't go anywhere because we have a recap of everything God did in the service tonight. And it'll bless you. Our team is working hard to make sure that you don't miss out. Just like you're here in person, we believe that that time is coming very, very soon where you will be able to come here in person and be with us in fellowship. God bless. We love you. Have a great night. And guys, if you would like to receive prayer. Hello, everyone. Hey, everyone. We're back here with the post-evening um, service show. My name is Gigi. And I'm Brandon. How are you? So, Brandon, yes. this service was quite something, wasn't it? Absolutely. It was powerful. It was absolutely powerful. powerful. The wor starting with the worship, oh my gosh. That gratitude, the last song, really had me. Yeah, yeah. And then even just before that, the... Uh, getting God's clear intentions, you know, that it was really huge, you know, allowing um, him to have your attention. Absolutely. And uh, the Lord proclaimed during the service, um, during the worship service through Pastor Nate, um, when will you believe me? Yeah, that was huge, you know. <laughs> that I mean, was really huge. He repeated it like a thousand times. Exactly. When will we believe him? So I hope we got the message. I hope you got the message, you yes. know. When will we believe him? You yeah, know? I'm going to chew on that. When will I believe him uh, this week? Absolutely. You know, I mean, look, it's time. It's time that the church really believes him so that we can step into some great, great uh, things that he has promised us. The great prophecies, the great words, the promises That's that is right. in his word, you know? Yeah, yeah. it's all about the good soil, like Pastor Tony pointed out. Um, you know, he can speak over us everything, you know, from A to Z. But if we don't believe it, it's not about just uh, professing it, but actually do you believe it in your heart? That was what was I challenged by um, Pastor Nate um, during the worship as well. Yeah. Do I just say it? Do I just, um, just you know, speak uh, my gratitude, um, you know, to him? Or do I actually believe it in my heart? Yeah. And that's another thing, you know, we here at Torque New York, we're, we're always getting to the root of a thing, you know. Mm -hmm. We're not going to just stand here and, and sing songs that, um, that, that sound good. But it's like, you know, Pastor Nate, he challenged us today and was like, no, we have to actually believe what we're saying. That's you right. Know, we're not going to give up all of our heart mm -hmm. um, just by saying it. We got to actually uh, believe that and do it. You know, and it's like Absolutely. we can't we can't just stay at singing the songs and Absolutely. saying the words. We gotta right. go further and deeper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in saying that, Pastor Tony already uh, also pointed out the five um, steps uh, for your prophetic word to come to true, or five steps of faith, actually. Faith, yeah. yeah. So, what was the first one? How do we begin? Hearing God. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's linked to the um, today's sermon, which was um, why do we need prophetic? Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. And yeah. you know, he said, you know, our faith begins and ends with Jesus Christ. That's right. You know, and it's like we can't we can't live without a relation revelation from God. Without if it's not a revelation from God, it's either come from the flesh, mm -hmm. the enemy, or the world. That's right. And if it's not from Him, and if it's not um, conceived by Him and started in Him, then it started in something else. Yeah. So God's not obliged to actually make that come to pass. Yeah. So we're going to be the ones who are going to be carrying those words, um, you know. And a, a lot of times, Pastor Tony um, mentioned that our desires or our strong, you yeah, know, mindsets good. can actually blur the prophetic, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was, he was saying that our desires um, come from him. Mm -hmm. But... 
you know, it's not every desire that comes from him. Mm -hmm. If we're spending time with him, if we're delighting ourselves in the Lord, you know, if we're in fellowship with him, yeah, he can deposit those new desires in us that we can lead in towards. But um, if we're just out here in the world doing whatever, you know, our desires will come from somewhere else. And it won't That's be right. it won't be a revelation from God. It won't be faith mm -hmm. that we're walking into, but it'll be our own works. Exactly. There were two things Pastor Tony mentioned um, that can affect our, you know, the pro uh, the pro prophecies and yeah. the things that we get from the Lord. The first one was, um, I believe, unforgiveness. If we, mm, yeah. you know, have unforgiveness in our hearts, it, um, that's going to definitely taint the words that we receive from the Lord. Yeah, yeah. And the second one, I uh, can't remember. Do you remember, Brendan? I know um, he was talking about... It was a desire, uh, like strong desires. Yeah, the strong desires yeah, and uh -huh. then the unforgiveness, both yeah. of those two. Right. Yeah, those two can actually affect the flow, the stream that the Lord speaks uh, through. Yeah. Yeah, so if you have something in mind um, at night before you go to bed, and yeah, if it's not resolved night. with the Holy Spirit, then, you know, the next morning you're going to hear something that's, you know, affected or contaminated by those thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. And look, hey, we're in a time where we can't even afford to be offended. You know, we got to uh, walk by faith, live by faith in this time, especially to see the promises of God so that the church can move forward and advance into these new things that the Lord is uh, re releasing on the earth. Absolutely. And it's all about, like, as uh, Brendan said, um, it's all about having fellowship with the Lord and having that relation, intimate relationship with the Lord. And actually, Pastor Tony shocked me a little <laughs> with her, uh, his analogy at the end. You, you have to be, you know, close enough with the Lord. Um, um, to the point where you let him in your bed and you, yeah. we're not letting him long enough in our bed. We're not. <laughs> right. We're not being intimate with the Lord. Right. <laughs> That's how we make things up and, you know, we go with our own, you know, mm -hmm. ways and that, you know, brings um, a lot of hardships and trials that are, you know, not necessary sometimes. Yeah. So I took that really uh, seriously when Pastor Tony also said, the Greek word sperma, yeah. you know, that's where the seed, uh, you know, comes from. Yeah. And it's literally God conceiving th something in our heart, which is a womb. This is the womb. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Isn't that mind blowing? That was that was really great. You know, and hey, look, we want to hear from you guys. What was some of the gems that you pulled from today's service, whether it was through worship, whether it was through the word, you know, um, even if you just tuned in to our congratulations to Pastor Tony. That's right. Um, oh, let's not forget that. Yeah. yeah. That was amazing. You know, we want to really celebrate Pastor Tony in that doctorate. He got his bachelor's, master's and doctorate all wow. in one shot. All three in one shot. Come on. All Come three on. Uh, God I mean, can look, do things like that. Yeah, <laughs> he's been studying the word for years. Right. And, you know, I mean, look, he just preached an amazing message. Mm -hmm. So you could tell that he's very well versed in it. So, That's hey, right. look, share with us in the comments, you know, what it is that blessed you, what gems you had. Yeah. Um, Danny says, hi, Danny. Hey, Danny. She says, yes, the seed is a perfect metaphor. Yeah, yes, that, that was, was really so good. perfect. Seriously, it's like almost like literal, yeah, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. He also said, like, it was like that that being intimate was a creation of god and it's like hey look it's 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 not a bad thing but look it's the creation of god that he created that as a spiritual thing that's for right us to enjoy that's right yeah danny continues to say letting god start up the faith that really struck a chord with me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Do we start things um, on our own and, or do we let God, uh, you know, make yeah. the first move? That's the thing. Exactly. Because yes. our overzealness or the passion can sometimes start things up, uh, you know, on our own. Absolutely. But then we have to carry all of that. Yeah. That's a lot of burden, isn't it? Yeah, so much. Yeah. So much burden. And then even look, Pastor Nate, what he said at the end when you're talking about 
um, why we don't believe. Oh my gosh, that was another jam <laughs> in his soul. Oh my gosh. And he was just like, we don't believe because we can't push the blame on God. That's right. I had to repent, yeah. honestly, and I'm still going to have to chew on that one. Yeah, same. Yeah, because, you know, that's the whole, you know, point, you know, how people start, you know, blaming God. Yeah. You know, and there's unfortunately a lot of Christians, including me, you know, honestly, you know, for, you know, we blame God for the words that do not come to pass yeah. for different reasons. Yeah. But we don't actually look at ourselves yep. and sort of, you know, have that examination in a godly way you know yeah yeah absolutely. like checking in with the spirit lord did i hear that from you exactly or hey is this my ambition yeah. or my plans or my desire yeah you know? absolutely yeah absolutely hey look speaking of desires kingdom emotions we had just past wednesday you mm -hmm. know we just started a new class kingdom emotions by pastor nathan oh my gosh it was a mind blower Look, absolutely. I recommend if you have not uh, registered for this class that you uh, register this week. This is be the last week you get to register. And oh man, it was it was a blessing. That's right. If I were you, I would definitely press that button. It's a soaponlinecampus.org, I believe. Yes. You can register until next week, as Brandon said. Mm -hmm. It's it's gonna change your you know entire life and the theology and everything that we've been taught. We have to unlearn them and learn the sound theology. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that was where the whole um, God, God's um, intentions, you know. Right. Um, that's where that came from, that class. Yeah. You know, yeah. Pastor Nate really brought that out. And it was good to hear it be brought out again, his clear intentions being brought out again in worship. That's right. You know? And if we don't, you know, feel what God feels eventually, which we would be feeling, then we're missing out yeah. on, you know, the fullness, the full full package of the salvation you know yeah. he died and resurrected for us to feel like him exactly. you know exactly. yeah and that's the whole point only think like him that's exactly yeah mm. so that oh wow talking about it is already mind-boggling <laughs> yeah yeah so look if you haven't you should definitely um register um as soon as possible get in the class you didn't miss much it's only been one week you can actually go back and listen to uh the week that uh that we had last week mm -hmm. um and and catch up to uh what it is that we're doing this I'm, I'm excited to go on this journey it's like 15 weeks so absolutely I'm, I'm very much excited i've never been excited for a course like this yeah. um so 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 much ex um, excitement there um Hey, we look, we got Alan Jarvis watching. That's right. Hi, Alan. Yes, and Colleen. That's right. Hi, Come Colleen. On. Hey, guys. Hi. Thank you for tuning in. Hey, also, speaking of tuning in, mm -hmm. we also have Torque TV. Now, look. That's right. We are coming off of two powerful events that took place in October. Mm -hmm. We had um, first season casting. Oh, my gosh. Season casting 2022, actually, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. That was powerful. That was powerful. So many words came forth. Um, mm -hmm. So encouraging. Yeah. Um, so hopeful. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, then following that, we went, uh, we, t we had what, like a week break, and then we went straight into uh, the Satanic Ritual Abuse, Exposing Satanic Ritual Abuse Conference. Yes. Uh, 2021. And mm -hmm. that one, that was really powerful as well. It really was powerful. We had Dr. Gregory Reed and our own Angela Power Disney yeah. uh, speak. Um, you know, um, and it was just a powerful testimony is what God is doing through them. Yeah. Um, and we actually had a prayer virgil um, the last day. Yeah. And, you know, this freak really, you know, broke out and it was amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, these two, uh, these two huge events that we've had, you know, they were a power packed uh, just to set us up for mm -hmm. uh, what God is doing in 2022 and really just open our eyes so that we're, we're not 
keeping our heads under a basket, you know? That's we're not, right. We're not being passive Christians. We're being a, a church that's uh, fully equipped and ready to uh, move forward and advance in what the Lord would have us to do. That's right. So I'd recommend definitely going on Torque TV and tuning in to uh, watch season casting and watch uh, the SRA, SRA conference. Yes. You know, it's coming soon. I don't think it's on there yet. They're not there soon. yet. Yeah, coming soon. So check out. Um, there's a lot more to watch on Torque TV. Anyways, yeah. there's Open Eyes. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, yeah. And Open Eyes is going to have its own um, website, I believe, yeah. that's in the process of la being launched as well. Yep. It's not there yet. But in the meantime, you can watch all the episodes that are there yeah. on Torque TV. And there's tons of stuff that you can, you know, watch. Um, you know, even like demolishing, you know, strongholds and yeah. things like that. Yeah. All the seminars, so, um, summer seminar series. Yeah. Everything you can watch on Torque TV. What do we need a Netflix for? I don't know. We don't. We have Torque TV. Torque TV is amazing. I know that's my TV. That's right. My <laughs> TV know. too. If I want to be entertained, I'm like, hey, why, why don't I just go and watch a seminar? You know, learn that's about right. who God is, you know. Yeah. So, look. We want to just bless you guys. We thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you so much um, for participating and engaging exactly, as well. Exactly. Um, it's been a blessing to just have church tonight, you know. Absolutely. Um, I'm excited for Pastor Tony's uh, new book coming out yeah. soon. Yeah, and the blog. the blog. Let's not forget the blogs. <laughs> yes. Um, get to church. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's going to be a blessing. Mm -hmm. And look, we're going to wrap it up, you know. Um, let's pray. Let's pray. Awesome. Let's pray. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for all that has, that has tuned in, Lord God, tonight. Lord God, we just pray, Lord God, that, Lord, whatever seed that you deposited into their hearts, Lord God, that, Lord, it'll be producing a 30, 60, 100-fold, Lord God, in their lives. So, Father, we just thank you right now, Lord, uh, for all who are tuning online. We, Lord, we pray a blessing over them, Lord. We pray that, Lord, uh, that their day today, wherever, wherever they're tuning in from, Lord, all around the world, Lord God, that, Lord, that their day, Lord God, is filled uh, with your rhema, Lord God, and your revelation, Lord God, to take them into the next thing that you are showing them. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for tuning in. And don't forget to uh, check out the Torque TV for those two things, SRA Conference and um, the season casting. Yeah. And we'll see you soon. See ya. Hey everyone, Pastor Nate here, and I am so glad that you tuned in tonight to watch Church Live with us. What a powerful message from our leadership that we've just heard, and I pray that it'll impact your life as it has our people here in New York City. Listen, you can stay connected with us and stay up to date on everything happening at Talk New York. Go to our website at talk.org or go to our Facebook and social media platforms. These messages are life-changing, and that means that you need to hear them over and over again for it to land as we say in talk to go from here to here to here so there's so many resources available for you you can go to talk and look at our messages you can download our app and listen to the messages there you can even search on youtube we have a list all of them there for you also please get connected with the talk message of the week podcast a replay of sunday's message and we cannot forget the crucial portals podcast portals is a prophetic conversation that is designed to deepen your relationship with god 
Check out our Facebook for times of when we go live. Lastly, I want to say if you've been impacted by our ministry and you know that God has blessed you through this house, please consider giving an offering and donating to what God is doing here through Times of Refreshing Christian Center in New York City. We appreciate your generosity and we thank you for standing with us as the church. If this is your first time accepting Jesus, we would love for you to get in touch with us so we can walk alongside you in taking your next steps in faith. There is so much that God wants to do in your life to show his goodness and love, and our team is ready and willing to connect you and partner with you on your journey. Visit torque.org contact to speak to someone today. It is our joy to partner with you and see Jesus become real, relevant, and relational in every part of your life. Thanks for listening to the Talk Message of the Week. We hope you were encouraged by this and stirred to make this more than just words, but a reality. If you have been impacted by what was shared, why not go ahead and share it with someone who you know needs to hear it? You can get the latest episodes of this podcast by subscribing via Spotify, Apple, or your talk app. Need to rewatch this message again? Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel or check out talktv.org for more amazing content. We thank you for your generous support and prayers. And if you would like to contribute to our ministry, please visit talk.org forward slash give. From all of our leaders and team, we love you, are praying for you, and believing for your every step to be aligned with Him and His Spirit this week. Until we see you next time, God bless.